Toast to the ones here today Toast to the ones that we lost on the way Cause the drinks bring back all the memories And the memories bring back memories Bring back your Hello, distinguished ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is another episode of the Talk with Mac and Podcast, and I am your host, Mac. And it is M to the A to the C to the A to the double N E. And yes, it's always an exciting experience to talk to you. This is that podcast where we talk about real life issues and share with you productivity tips to help you become more productive and enjoy your everyday life. Everything we do is towards you becoming a better person and towards you developing in all area of your life. Yes, it is the last episode for the month of March and the month of March has really really been productive and it's been exciting we've done a lot of things we had two episodes on barrenness and last week we talked about the six essentials for navigating through life do you know something about the month of March there's something you may know you may not know all over the world the month of March is recognized as the international women's month and We usually celebrate the International Women's Day on the 8th of March. But after that, almost every day in the month of March is dedicated to celebrating women in one way or the other. And last week in Nigeria, last Sunday was also um, known as last Sunday and last two Sundays over here in Nigeria. We celebrated our mother. So it was the modern Sunday. And guess what? So yes, on this episode of the Talk with Mark and Podcast, we are dedicating it to celebrating every woman in my life. From when I was born to now, a lot of women have contributed to who I am now and who I am becoming. And what better way to celebrate them than to dedicate an episode of this podcast to them. So I will be listing a lot of them and what they have done. I may have forgotten some of them, but those I can remember, this episode is dedicated to you and also to you, to every woman out there. A woman is so much more than just being a human being. She has God's power to create life, to cope with so much pain and somehow always end up being the strongest in every room. The woman is very strong. She has the ability to do a lot of things and I want to celebrate you. The woman, yes, the upcoming woman, the current mothers and also the upcoming mothers. And guess what? I have a guest on the show. Yes, this is the first time I'm having a guest and this guest is someone who has impacted my life in so many ways. It really took me a whole lot to get her to come sit here. And you'll be hearing her voice very shortly. This is a woman that has known me for over 23 years. (laughs) I'm going to tell you some more about her. She's a mother of six and she's passionate about seeing the marriages of young women prosper. She inspires and she has inspired me in a lot of things. She's the first person I ever, she's the first woman I ever got to know as a human being. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have my mother 
on today's episode of the podcast <laughs> okay so the next voice you'll be hearing she she has been um a french instructor and french teacher for over 15 years if i'm not mistaken and um she's currently running her master's also in french in national state university so put your hands together as i make welcome mrs chinelo edith obese my mother <laughs> welcome to the talking market podcast this is a podcast where we talk about real life issues and also we share productivity tips to millennials young people helping them enjoy their everyday life so this month is the international women's month and last sunday was the modern sunday and everyone was celebrating mothers all over in nigeria and um i love you so much and there's a whole lot that is still in stock to be done for you but first of all i just want you to share your experience how has your experience been being a mother what's the experience like okay being a mother is an interesting thing and as well as taxing something is you see but the the problem there when you don't have as a mother it's not also easy because I started as a student at least I got married as an undergraduate student gave birth to my children I think four of them are undergraduates, and uh, God has been so God has been so kind, helping me. God has been helping me, and uh, I thank God that even because of my motherhood, I've not failed as a mother. Even those times. As a student and as a mother, as a wife, I thank God for being there for me. God has been there helping me. It was never easy. At least I was there for my children, I was there for my husband, and uh, I was all, I was, you know. Is that I never had time for myself. I I had some restrictions. You know, I restricted myself from so many things. As in maybe moving with my mates and whatever. But I thank God is for a purpose of fulfilling my duty because it's God. If not for God, I don't think I would have been able to achieve my goal as a mother. Okay, so God helping me too. Then I had the two other children. You know, after I graduated, by then 
I I had a job. I got a job as a teacher. That was when I gave birth to the two other children. So, you know, I have experience. I have a whole lot of experience. Uh, have you know having children as a student mm -hmm. and having children as a working class <laughs> mother. Oh. So the two experiences I have them. I'm in the best position now to to tell which one is easier. But for having experienced both sides, I at least I'm an all-round mother. mother. Okay, so um, what would you say really worked for you having six kids? How were you able to navigate both your job, taking care of them, and also being, you know, a wife? How were you able to? Okay. Um, though I it was never my plan to give birth to six children, you know, at the initial time. My plan was having four children or highest five. But you know, as God was helping me and also the method of spacing. I think that was really, what really you know, made it easier for me. Mm. Because I had my first two children as if there was no space. But having learned from my mistake, I now, you know, adopted the family planning method, you know, which really helped me to when I have the the other two that followed the first two, you know, my children they were kind of in pairs. Mm. Each each of them has a kind of partner, then space again before the that it, it has just been like that. Though it wasn't mm, it wasn't when I say but the last two, let me just say that the last two was a kind of let me have a test of having children as a working class mother. Okay. Let me see. Okay, so today you currently have two of your children who are graduates. You have two as an undergraduates, and you also have the last two who are currently in primary and secondary school. Mm -hmm. What what would you give as your message to young ladies and young mothers so um you know we have young ladies who are not yet married who will still be married and will be mothers and we also have young mothers who are currently you know navigating through life with their children and also working so what would be that final word you would give to upcoming and aspiring mothers like us well my advice to them is that it's not easy to marry as a student mm -hmm. I will not advise any lady or mothers of these days to give out their daughters as a student honestly because except to a man who will be patient with that lady with that girl let that girl finish at least her first degree that is my advice to all mothers you know 
or ladies that are aspiring to go into marriage. Let them be patient. Or, or let the man, let their husband to be, be patient with them. Mothers, be patient with your girl children. Let them at least let them finish their first degree, you know, from their parents' house before going into marriage. So that the task of motherhood will be easier for them. At least by the time they're in their husband's house, getting a job, at least let them have something doing before going into marriage. Because I experienced both. I'm an all-round experience, you know. It wasn't easy for me at all. But God, God is so kind. And my husband also is an understanding person. His cooperation helped me, you know, to achieve my goal as a mother. What if my husband was not understanding? You know, so I would advise all mothers and all mothers to at least. Now, why do I say so? That they should be patient at least to have at least first degree before getting into marriage. Because it's not easy. Giving birth to a child, um, giving birth to a child alone does not qualify you as a mother but giving birth to a child and being there for that child because these children they need attention they need attention you need to monitor them from day one you need to give attention to these children okay when i was bringing up my children i my children like bedwetting or whatever I will say that some children that bedwet is as a result of their mother's carelessness. I keep wake at night. I monitor my children. I change their diapers. I change it often because once my baby, once their diaper is wet, they will keep on rolling, rolling on the bed until be rolling so what I do what is that once I once I notice I get up and then uh, remove their diaper I remove the diaper they now wee they don't wee wee on their napkin they don't wee wee all my children so assuming I was not attentive enough to be waking up Removing diaper for them to wee wee. They will, they will wee wee and they, you know, it will become part of them. They will wee wee and they, and be soaked. So, children need attention. Okay. And they also give them food. Study those children. Know what they need. You know, know their character. Because they, their character differs. Every child, you know, has peculiar character you know a character that is peculiar to him or her you know so you don't treat all children you don't treat all your your children equally you they need specific attention they need specific attention by the time you understand your children 
then you'll be able to give them attention that is required, that is expected. And that way, they will grow. You understand them, you rapport with them. Then you don't find out that the, the, the one person is different from the other. There's something that differentiates your children. But because we are, you know, we are overwhelmed with activities, we are carried away by the activities of the day. We tend to group our children together. You know, we, we tend to them with, with each other. Yeah, we tend to, you know, um, assume. Yeah, <laughs> Why can't he? He must be. He's okay. Is is Chinedu not uh, not doing like that? Mm. Why will Emeka not be like that? Am I not their mother? Mm. You know. So we tend to generalize. Mm. But by the time you are there for these children, you study them, you'll be able to. And there are some things you need to be there to correct them as mm. they are still growing. Mm. If you are not there, if you are not observant to correct that, they will grow with it. Some stubborn or whatever. There are some things you need to be, you know, you need to curtail, mm, you know, still. yes, when they're still growing. But because we are not there for them, we push them to school. When they come back from school, you need to be there to receive them. Mm. You see student, uh, parents going for a school run, it is very important, especially some, some mothers, some father, you know, depending on the kind of job we do. But these children need somebody, you know, to welcome them home. Even though you do not go to maybe school bus, you need to be when they come back. Somebody needs to work on them, you know, give them the attention they need, you know, as children. But before we start leaving them on their own, by the time you are there at the early stage to monitor these children, by the time they, you know, they grow out of that stage to the next stage, they will not change. Just like the Bible said, train up a child the way he or she should go. When he or she grows, he will not depart from it. We need the word of God. We need to, you know, your your presence when your children are growing. You need to be there, you know, physically present, present spiritually, morally. There are some things you need to, yeah, financially, you need to be there. There are things you need to teach them that nobody else will teach them. But we push them to school, maybe from one year or some three months, we push them to school. You don't even interact. You don't have time to interact with these children. You don't have time to ask them some questions. Even when they're asking you questions, you are pushing them away. You don't have time for them. You know, you see them as nuisance. I just go, 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 go. It's not always the best. I thank God that I'm always there with my children. Even to the point that there was a time when I started walking, I was going with them to my to the same school. I taught most of them in the class. So, in as much as, you know, I, I face financial challenges was my main one, and my main, you know, challenge as a mother because I didn't start working at the early stage. I wasn't meeting their needs financially, but I thank God that they understood. At that time, whatever they understood, and my husband is, understanding you know so that these are the things that really help me all right thank you very much mommy mrs chinelo for joining us on this episode of the dog market podcast yes it has really been an interesting time interviewing her at first she was reluctant 
but you know see the way she was talking there's a lot of points if you leave her she's gonna keep talking and talking and talking i will not end this show i know one thing i've discovered about her is that she's passionate about reaching out to young women in marriages and helping them build their marriages at the initial point so i'm very grateful thank you very much for joining us <laughs> have a wonderful day all right there are also other women who were in my life that helped me from bed while growing up till now so i'll talk about my teachers there were teachers who even when i was in primary school they really believed in me and then um, they supported me i can't remember all of them but i remember aunt cecilia while i was still in primary school and then in my junior secondary school i also remember auntie joy and auntie christian auntie joy was my mathematics teacher she made me fall in love with mathematics and she always had this way of even interacting with us me and my friends even after school there are times when we were going back home and then she would give us money buy ice cream so it made us really loved education and it made me whenever she's teaching i was attentive and you know one thing with young teenagers and children if they like you as a teacher they would like that subject and liking that subject will make them want to pass because they constantly want to feel happy so that was it for me so auntie joy was my math teacher auntie christy was my english teacher and um, there was a couple of them and then when i moved on to senior secondary i liked my biology teacher auntie edna auntie edna is <laughs> she made me love biology because she would come to class she would teach and after teaching she would ask questions and when she comes to her next class she also asks questions and because she does that it makes you pay attention and makes you go back to read because when you come back the next time she will definitely ask you questions so shout out to auntie edna and then auntie kofu <laughs> all right she was my english teacher from ss1 I like the vibe she usually brings when she comes into class. She has to sort of relating with us. She knew what song she could sing, conga song, she could sing Yahuze, and most of those songs that were raining at that point. So, and it made a lot of students love her English class. But later on, after SS1, she moved to start teaching other classes and she wasn't teaching me. But thank you very much. You made me love education. I also want to talk about Auntie Mwaka. She was also my English teacher while in secondary school. She she would always push me to learn I, I wasn't so good with oral english and um so she was there she took me in as a family there were times she even invited me to her house so i had that relationship with her children and i visited her house a couple of times and other things i would also want to shout out to auntie amaka <laughs> auntie amaka was my sage mentor and sage teacher she was the coordinator of students for the advancement of global entrepreneurship as at that time while i was in ss1 she believed in me you know even as a presenter even i did not make it as a presenter because but she kept seeing that potential in me and she would give me script and she would ask me to try even when i did i was not finally picked as a presenter she gave me the opportunity in production she was also the one that gave me my you know first leadership position that is why she appointed me as the president of sage i really want to thank you Temaka, for exposing me to entrepreneurship and um, self-discovery at an early stage i traveled with her to south africa in 2010 i also traveled with her to us and tinapa in 2012 so thank you very much Temaka, for everything as a teenager i was so much in love with the radio and the radio really contributed a whole lot to my exposure 
of the presenters I liked. Today I don't know where she is. I don't know. But Sienna Nikki, I want to say shout out to Sienna Nikki. When you see me introduce myself every time on this show, I learned how to introduce myself from her. Because then whenever she comes on the radio, she was like, hey, it's your girl Sienna, C to the I to the A and A. And I usually love what she does. And when I was in junior secondary school, I suggested a topic. I think in that junior secondary school, I said, what? I suggested a topic for a radio show. I suggested to her and she picked my topic. My topic was discussed on air. That was in issue where they call Battle of the Sexiest. So I, I talked about, I suggested that they should treat between a man or a woman who snores most. And yes, that topic went on air. Can you imagine how my self-esteem was boosted when I came to school and everyone was like, hey, we had your name that the, the topic was suggested by you. So thank you very much. She was always doing the celeb secret every Sunday. She was doing Battle of the Sexiest and um, a couple of other shows. And Amakamarama, oh my God, Amakamarama, went beyond being a presenter and she took me in as a young as a as a mentee as a daughter do you know what it means for her to call me on my 16th year birthday on radio live radio i was not expecting it i was always calling on the launch our game show i was answering questions and everything and after calling that day it was my birthday i think i told that i was on twitter and then that was when you know facebook and the rest i became a bit active that was far back in 2013. the next scene was i had my phone ring and she called me live on radio man that was like the best feeling i've ever had <laughs> apart from that too amakamarama gave me the opportunity to be live on radio for the very first time in my life she invited me to come to radio not even once not even twice i think it was the first time i came she featured me on the show with someone and i that was the first time i got the experience the second time again she was her birthday i went with her gift i was on air and then i also won my first phone on radio blackberry z10 and she called me you know amaka marama you won't understand but those things you did even when i was at home I, I, I didn't get admission. The radio kept me company. I was always researching about the animal game show, place it game and everything. Even when you were always encouraging, like, you know, you was just that open. Thank you very much, Amakamarama. I love you. Covenant friends, and um, they're not married yet, but they've, they've really played vital role in my life. And I can't, I can't say this without saying a big shout out to barista non so thank you very much you know being in school you exposed me to knowing god I, I love the fact that you were a young lady in school and you were serving god and that really inspired me to start serving god so you so shout out to also barista ruth Sorinadi. thank you very much you taught me about goal setting and then um you know, those mentorship period we always had in your room were really excited. I learned how to read from these ladies because I would always see them with books and then I decided to start reading. Getting to the point of my mentors and my coaches. Hmm. You know, there was something really exciting about me. Why I was getting to a point of knowing what God wanted to do. I wasn't so sure. But there was something I was always attracted to women. Who were speakers so whenever i see a woman speaking i just get attracted to them i see a version of me in them even at that point i did not know 
I didn't even have any knowledge to share. But whenever I see a woman speaking, there was something that endeared me, that you know, appealed me to them, or that was drawing me to them. And there was this event, there was this conference I traveled all the way to Umunze to attend, and there was this reverend all the way from Cameroon that came to preach. I think her name is Reverend Hereta. Reverend Hereta was the first female speaker I got a direct personal contact with. And she was so down to earth. I came to her after she finished ministry. And I said, Ma, please, I want to discover my purpose. Because she spoke about purpose. And I was like, how do I discover my purpose? And, you know, she was really, really, she was really open. She welcomed me in that point of confusion. And even though she flew back to our country, but thank you very much. And that was when I, before I met my current pastor and mentor, Pastor Joanne Ifechu. And um, thanks for all those encouraging words. She was one of the reasons why I started the hangout with my aunt because at that point I needed encouragement and there was no one to call and I called her and she was like come on girl go hold the hangout send me pictures I'll be expecting those words were powerful and then I met Naomi Osemedua <laughs> on social media she's one of the gifts that I've gotten through social media see me a confused young girl not knowing anything and then she give me the opportunity and say oh why not come for life by design and I can tell you that since I attended life by design with Naomi Osemedua in 2017 my life has been going according to the design yes and then Joyce Daniel the quintessential master of ceremony thank you very much ma I've learned a whole lot I never knew women were in the business of speaking as masters of ceremony until I saw you and when I saw you it ignited something in me to continue and um, to you know keep blessing the world with the gift of my voice thank you for the trainings thank you for the videos thank you for your book mastery it has really helped me thus far so guys there are a lot of other women I also look up to um, Dora Kunile is may her soul rest in peace. But thank you, Ma, for being such a strong woman and a force for everyone to reckon with. Thank you very much, Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala. I admire you and I admire the fact that you're fulfilling purpose. And um, I also admire Moabdu so much. I love what she's been able to do with Ebony Life and Ebony Place. But then Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh my God. There are a lot of women, but these women I've mentioned are some of the women I look up to. And there are some other persons I can't remember right now, but this podcast will not end if I keep on talking. But another people I want to celebrate, another woman in my life is you. Yes, you, you, you. All my mentees, all my listeners, thank you for you that is listening to this podcast. Every woman out there, I celebrate you. You are strong, you are powerful, and you are unique. Keep being you. Thank you guys for joining me on this episode of the Talk With Mark and Podcast. Until I come your way again, same time next week, please remain productive.